Welcome to Digital Oxford. I'm Andrew Fethen. I'm Pro Vice-Chancellor of People and Digital at the University of Oxford. In this podcast series, we will be exploring and discovering how new technologies and digital innovation are shaping our future and the role that Oxford University is playing along the way. Well, good morning, Vice-Chancellor. Good morning, Anne. It's great to have you here as my first guest on Digital Oxford. I'm delighted to be here. This is our first episode of the podcast, and um, it's great to hear from you about why you think this digital transformation at Oxford is going to be important to us. Well, I'm. I'm. At, thank you, first of all, and uh, for being your first guest, and uh, and I'm absolutely thrilled. Uh, to put my voice behind something that is absolutely critical for the institution at this point in time. People often think that Oxford is something that's a bit stuck in its ways and a thousand years old. But actually, as I keep saying, we're one of the most entrepreneurial, innovative places. That's why we stay you know, in our number one position, doing our fabulous teaching and our research. And we do that because we are willing to embrace opportunities and technological advances as they present themselves to us. So I do think that this digital transformation journey that we're on is a really good example of, again, Oxford stepping up to what's needed now. The world is very, very data heavy. The acceleration of change is just extraordinary. And once again, uh, led by yourself as our Pro Vice Chancellor for People and uh, Digital Transformation, we are stepping up to the plate and thinking r probably more boldly than we've ever thought before about how we need to um, really overhaul and rewire and reimagine really our connectivity you know, between different parts of the institution and embrace what is the great opportunities of digital platforms uh, to go forward. So I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. Great, thank you. Well, I'm really glad to hear you speak about it as a journey. I think, um, you know, as colleagues around the institution will know, I, I resisted as calling this a digital transformation, in part because there are two elements to it, digital and transformation, and both of them don't really meet what we're doing because digital immediately says technology. This isn't about technology. And transformation gives you the impression that it'll be done. It'll never be done. The journey will never end. Yeah. So I wondered if you'd like to say something about how you think um, – the world of information and how it's created, how we're using it, how we're accessing it is underpinning uh, what we need to do at the institution. Yeah, no, I'll be, I'll be delighted to. And, and I think you're right. I think probably some of that sort of resistance or negativity or still sort of confusion or doubt maybe in listeners' minds is because when we've sort of presented a technological change before, it's been about upgrading kit yeah. and putting in new computers or servers. And we've done that sometimes well, and let's be honest, we've done that sometimes not so well with different systems we've put in, and, and we've all got our own historical journeys and experiences of that. But let me reassure the listeners, this is not this is something very, very different. So it's not about an IT upgrade and, and a kit renewal. This is about really rethinking um, what it is that we should be doing and can be doing so that we actually take advantage of what is an incredibly data-driven world with all the opportunities that presents. I don't need to say that this time last year, we wouldn't even talk about chat GPT and just look at how that's arrived on the scene and what that's bringing in, in the context of um, opportunities, you know, to learn and to be also mindful of some of the risks and the challenges that AI and, and things associated with uh, machine learning approaches brings. So, so, you know, those are just a couple of examples of sort of the pace of change that even within a year we're witnessing very quickly. And I think also the listeners should remember just how much we had to embrace 
what we did have as our digital offering at the time of the pandemic. I mean, very quickly, I mean, we've often joked, haven't we, Anne, that if, if this university was going to choose to go a bit more sort of remote and online, we'd be probably a decade discussing and arguing about how yep. to do it but we did it in two months flat because we had to we had to put that teaching online we had to do the examinations online we had to get remote working working online and we really stepped up with you know what we had and, and all credit and thanks to all the teams and IT services who helped so much at colleges and departments to do that and, and yourself and as well you know at the forefront of all that effort but it showed us what we can do and how that can change your working habits how that can change the ease of communication on a global level and I think now for me it's about looking forward that's my job, you know, in, in my post now stewarding the university, you know, in this next seven years and just recognising that from that experience, there's so much more we could do in terms of our connectivity, both within the institution, uh, locally, you know, I'm very passionate about our local engagement, but also on a national and international global level. So I spoke a little bit in my admission speech around not just dreaming spires, but we should be streaming spires. So not discounting the importance of that face-to-face contact and the joy that comes with being physically with people, we can do and share our extraordinary knowledge and our amazing teaching with lots of different types of people around the world. And I'm really excited about the digital content and the new ways that we can deliver that, that I know several of our departments and our different, say, business schools are really, you know, and continuing education are embracing. So this has got opportunities I don't think we can even imagine at this point. And I I can't wait to see just what's going to unravel because I think once people see different ways of thinking and doing this and having the ability to do it on a scale they've not been able to do before. I just know as a scientist that suddenly will unleash all sorts of new creative imaginative ideas. And uh, and again, for me, it's about the responsibility we have as curators of knowledge and curators of truth. How do we do that well in a, in a world where misinformation is a real problem? Um, I do think we're one of those extraordinary trusted bodies in the world that people trust what we do and say. And we've got to have, um, you know, awareness that we have a, you know, a, both a responsibility but a privilege to do that. And I see this as really important in that sort of broad um, context of, of curating, if you like, knowledge and curating where ground truth sits. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, that's fabulous. Thank you. And I think the point that you make about the pace of change is absolutely right. And that our hope is to unleash uh, the capabilities of colleagues across the institution. Um, One of the things uh, that you'll be aware we're doing is a change in governance and our whole operating model to move to a more agile way of development and delivery. So we're not got these projects that take a long time when technology is changing so quickly. And we're hoping that 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 whole kind of rewiring that operating model is going to change how we um, how we can shift quickly with the with the technology changes. I think for me, I would just note that um, colleagues will know that I'm a pro vice chancellor for people and digital. Mm -hmm. And one of the surprising things for me is how those two come together in this, because um, at the same time that we are taking forward digital transformation, we're looking at paying conditions. We really need to have a working digital uh, workplace Mm -hmm. to attract people here. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We really need to have an environment that allows technology, um, the technology, keep people with technology capabilities to be attracted here, to stay here, that we've got career paths for them here. Yeah. So I think these two things actually are all about transformation and how we create the the institution we need for the future. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is, I think, you know, your title itself is a bit of an odd one. It is. And yet, 
sort of uh, serendipitously, it works rather well because people are the centre, certainly of my mission uh, and uh, my focus, you know, for my tenure. And again, it's about creating the environment where those people can flourish and thrive and be attracted to and have a sense that particularly people coming from a very IT, you know, there's so many... uh, uh, attractive options for them. Yes. And and I do feel, as you've witnessed, that many people are drawn to work in this institution because of our purpose and the core values that we stand for uh, in society and in the world. And, and that's a wonderful thing. Um, but we also need to not just um, take advantage of that yeah. uh, desire. We've got to also make sure that we are providing, yeah. um, you know, the best in possible environment in which they can work and um, I mean the agile thing is really interesting and, and I'm really excited about that because although I normally have a knee-jerk reaction against anything sort of management speak um, in terms of uh, sort of agile ways of working which I know some of the listeners might think oh gosh it's all this is all sort of you know consultant speak um, you might want to explain what that is because I yep. certainly needed yep. to be persuaded and when you explained to me what that meant yeah oh my goodness it's just so much better way of doing things yeah. and I think people would be excited to hear yeah, a bit more. So, so- you're absolutely right. That term agile brings with it a lot of connotations. People have different expectations of it. What we're talking about is moving to a process where we're continuously improving the services that we've got, that we're delivering um, an initial service that is then used. Our colleagues, staff and students can give their views on it and we can build on it. So we're not making massive change over a long period. We're making small incremental changes over short periods and we're able to do that in a responsive way. So again, with a much more user focus than we've had. So um, agile in the sense of responding to the needs and responding also to the technology changes. I mean, we we were hearing just uh, the other day that the plan that had been put in place for one part of our um, online education is now being revisited because the technology has changed. Yeah. And so what was a priority uh, six months ago is no longer the priority. So we need to be able to respond yeah. to those changes in user requirements, user expectations, and in technological yeah, and I capability. Think, I, mean, I just think that's so, so key. And I really think that's a point that probably we need to emphasise a lot to folks because I think we can roll that sort of concept out more broadly. Absolutely. Particularly in a university like this, it's very devolved, you know, where historically we've put something in like the IT upgrade and that's it. You're stuck with it for 10 years, whether you like it or not. And when you've got such a devolved model with brilliant people working in all corners, we we should be um, able to you know, listen to them, get their user experience and then change accordingly. And the old models just didn't allow for that. So we weren't benefiting yeah. from the richness of talent we've got out there and the experience feedback. But this new way of doing things allows for uh, that feedback, that ability to change on the fly, to move forward so that we can really evolve something, um, as you say, on that journey that is truly fit for purpose, but is always fit for purpose. And that's that's yeah. a great new way of doing things. So so I'm one over oh, completely on yeah, the agile. Uh, and again, one of our desires in this is to remove a lot of the complexity that we have built into our systems, to simplify them, to remove burden from them. So our colleagues can focus on what they need to focus on and have uh, digital services that are there, that are easy to use, that they can use readily um, to, again, another focus for our digital transformation. But in all of this, we shouldn't forget the students. Indeed. Absolutely. I mean, they are. <laughs> 50 pence of why we're here. We obviously do our research, but half of what we do as a university is teach all those wonderful, amazing students. Absolutely. And I suspect that many of our students coming here 
uh, will think they have stepped back in time, I'm afraid, mm-hmm. um, in terms of the experience that they're getting. Some of that is due to the fact that at the moment we don't give them a coordinated experience. They have a college experience, they have a university experience, and the university experience may be different in different departments. So we are um, engaging with students to hear what it is they need, uh, bringing together digital services in a way that on an app or an easy way to access. Yeah. And that sort of unevenness of experience or the lumpiness I refer to it for our students and indeed for our academics too is something that I know that you share my passion for wanting yes. to think about creative ways that we can even that out across what is this, you know, devolved model that, that we run. And even, you know, with the city and the county councillors, I mean, I'm going on to meet with them now to talk about Oxford Inside Out and, and how we're how well are we working together and how much we can do that better. So I think there's opportunities for the city to be a bit more that technologically advanced. Absolutely is. That absolutely is. And we, I know colleagues in the uh, councils in the city are keen to work with us if we can all get our acts together, you know, to have a connected uh, city, a connected region. There's also opportunities for us as, as a science base in the region yeah. with Cullum and Harwell yeah, and ourselves absolutely. to have a more um, collaborative approach, particularly yeah. on research infrastructure where I think we could all gain. Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. Music to my ears. Yeah. 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 So I think one of the things that we need to make sure is that we are engaging with staff Mm -hmm. and students because without their involvement, we're not going to get this right. It really needs a co-creative, collaborative engagement. So it's really important that we have the engagement of staff and students. This does need collaboration, co-creation. We're not going to get it right otherwise. Yeah, no, I mean, it goes back to the sort of whole principles of the Agile method is, you know, if we don't get the feedback during the journey, we're not going to evolve it uh, exactly. to, to deliver for what, you know, the staff and the students need. So, um, so you know, again, to the listeners out there, staff and students, please, please, uh, you know, keep a lookout, get involved. And maybe you could tell us a little bit more how they can get involved and what they can do, because this is just going to be essential. And again, I can't overemphasize how important it is to have that engagement. Yes, of course. And first of all, let me thank our colleagues who were involved in the foundations phase. Yeah who helped us understand uh, their requirements, their their um, desires and aims. Uh, going forward, we'll be having focus groups. We'll be continuing to survey staff. We'll be continuing to work with students. We have a new Digital Digest newsletter. We would love people to sign up to that. We'd love to hear from them. We've got a... Um, Digifest in November. Oh, sounds fun, like an Oktoberfest, but without uh, the beer. <laughs> well, who said? Who said? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and that's going to be at Jesus College, mm-hmm. um, where we're hoping to bring colleagues together who are innovators to be able to share uh, what they're doing. Well, they've got that um, wonderful that data day. hub there, haven't they? It and is, that new yeah, thing is amazing. Yeah, it is absolutely it's really cool. fantastic. Really cool. It's a great space. Yeah. So again, we want people to uh, to come together. One of the key things we will be doing in all of this is we're piloting, piloting, piloting. And so we will be trying things out in different places and we'll be asking for feedback before we grow them 
across the institution. Great. So again, we want people who are willing to be those guinea pigs, yep. who are willing to work with us to give us that feedback. That's That would be brilliant. Terrific. So you heard it there. Uh, listeners, please, please get involved. This is for your benefit or for future generations of students' benefits. So again, I really plead with you to to get involved and help us You know, make sure that we deliver something for you that is truly the transformation we know it can be uh, and fit for purpose for taking this wonderful institution forward. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Well, thank you for listening. Please join us for future episodes where we'll continue to explore the ever-changing and fascinating world of Digital Oxford. <laughs>